in Lubbock. Wow. Because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. Well, welcome on, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. This is the voice of Jeremy Gillen. And today we have an exceptionally exciting episode for y'all. But before we get into the richness of it, you were remiss to discount the Sonic Sage, the Beatbuster, producer extraordinaire Dylan Smythe. Dylan, welcome back. Yeah, it's uh, it's really good to to see you, to talk to you. I feel like there's probably a, a <laughs> handful of people that just started listening that are from Red Raider Sports that are like, who is this guy? And uh, yeah, that's because I've been an international traveler for the last few months, but I'm I'm stateside and ready to talk football. Everybody seems to be traveling these days. I'm the one stuck in Lubbock. Albert's over in uh, Kinsey's moving all around the country, and Dylan's just taking vacation after vacation. But we are here in the heat of summer, and to keep things hot for Texas Tech, you may have noticed that a certain esteemed publication here in our great state, one that has covered Texas football since the 1960s, has brought the double T back to the forefront. That's right. The 2022 cover for Dave Campbell's Texas football features none other than Texas Tech head coach Joey McGuire alongside UTSA coach Jeff Trailer. The caption, forged on a Friday, how Texas high school coaches took over college football. Dylan, what does Coach McGuire's inclusion on this year's cover mean to you? I, I mean, I don't know what it means to me, but I think what it means for Texas high school, what it means for Texas Tech as, as a university and our football coach, I, I think it means a whole lot. Um, some people describe it as the Bible of Texas college, high school football, not college football. Joey McGuire, crossing, transcending two worlds has got me all kinds of messed up. But yeah, I, I just think the relationship that he has with high school coaches is unlike anything we've really seen outside of Jeff Trailer, his cover buddy. So it's it's a big deal. It's it's the changing so, of the guard. Yeah, it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? And this is actually the 11th time, I believe, that Texas Tech has been featured on that publication, whether that be a player or a coach. But this year, this year specifically, uh, Coach McGuire has not coached a single down as the Texas Tech head coach, nor as a collegiate head coach in general. So it seems to be profoundly important. But speculation only gets us so far, right? So we thought the best person to talk about the new cover would be one of the very people that helped us make that decision. And that is none other than Greg Tepper, the managing editor for said publication. Greg, welcome to Tortillas and Takes. How the hell are you? Lads, I appreciate the time. I appreciate the call. Um, always happy to talk to our friends out there in the 806. Uh, and uh, and obviously a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about with uh, with Coach McGuire on the cover. Um, I, I do want to tell you, you know, you mentioned it's the first he, that he hasn't coached a, a game for uh, Tech. And that is true. I fact checked that before we put him on the cover. And but we um, the last two guys to, to be on the cover without coaching a game the fur or for their for their particular school was uh, Jimbo Fisher in 2018 and then Tom Herman in 2017 so i don't know take your pick i suppose like that <laughs> you know, that's, that's the history that's the history that we're dealing with here so uh, i i don't know if that's going to make uh, us look very sage or that's going to make us look very foolish but uh, but either way uh, it's uh, it's exciting to to be with you guys I love that. Well, Greg is, like I said, the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and has been so since 2011, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So he has a host of accolades behind him, whether he wants to admit it or not. Uh, so we are thrilled to have you on, Greg. We've got plenty to talk about. Like We've, we've already kind of dosed into some of it. Uh, this is an incredible choice of a cover for the 2022 edition. I think there's a lot of themes and a lot of excitement below this that we're going to dig into. Uh, but a good place to start really is just to tell us 
your relationship with Coach McGuire. I know that you and Joey have been connected for a good amount of time. You've watched him make that jump from high school coaching, uh, high school coaching legend to coaching in the Big 12, and now he's a head coach in the Big 12. I mean, those are significant jumps. So just tell us about the Joey McGuire experience. Yeah, you know, it's Coach McGuire uh, I've known for, for quite some time. And, and I think that anybody who covers Texas high school football like we do at Dave Campbell's Texas Football uh, has known Joey McGuire uh, for quite some time simply because it's kind of impossible to not run across him. He he just has not only because he's got that kind of uh, personality, but also, uh, you know, he's been really good as a, as a football coach. And when you're really good, you tend to tend to, to crop up a lot in, in interviews. And, and so, you know, before I was with Dave Campbell's Texas Football, I worked uh, for the Dallas morning news briefly and that was the first time i really came across uh coach mcguire and and he was in the in the middle of of what was a really impressive run there at cedar hill and uh you know obviously to see his rise and to see what he's been able to do there uh at, at cedar hill i will say that it always did feel like there were um bigger things kind of on deck for him. You know, there was another step for him to take uh, there because because not only he was a good football coach, obviously, I think that goes without saying, you know, he's 100, 141 and 42 with three state champions, uh, state championships as a head coach, uh, but but also just the personality that he has and the respect that he, uh, he kind of has earned among the Texas high school football coaching community. And so uh, to follow his career there, uh, similar to Jeff Trailer in a lot of ways, there's a lot of parallels there, which is why we put them together. Um, but that was those two guys uh, always seemed kind of destined for the next level. And so to watch his career eventually kind of wind its way out to Lubbock and out to the South Plains, uh, it's been fun to watch. And, and obviously, you know, Coach McGuire is a, a good dude. It's, he's, he's an easy guy to root for. Uh, you know, he's an easy guy to want to see succeed. Uh, he's infectious in that way. And so, um, you know, this is a guy that, that, that Dave Campbell's Texas football has had a long, uh, you know, a long, um, you know, history with and a long relationship with. And so uh, it, it made it made the decision to put him on the cover, you know, we didn't make it based on any sort of personal relationship, but at the same time, it, 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 you, you kind of look around and you go, all right, uh, what if we just put this guy on the cover? We know that he's going to say yes. We know that he's going to want to do it. And so, uh, so yeah, so, so there was, there's obviously that, that relationship between him and, and pretty much anybody who covers high school football, especially in the DFW area, uh, that, that really kind of sets him apart. You mean you didn't put him on the cover because he asked to be on it? <laughs> do you want to know the story? I, I, I think it. I heard a little bit of it, but yeah, share it for the people. So here's the official story right from the horse's mouth. So about we, we we caught wind that Coach McGuire was going to get hired there at Tech. Probably about, well, at least it was the front runner uh, about four days before he was actually hired. And so then, you know, at this point, this is in December, I want to say. And so, you know, we're always kind of thinking about what the cover should be. At that point, UTSA was really cooking with Crisco. Um, there's an obvious connection between that we can dive into between Coach Coach Trailer and Coach McGuire. And we kind of started looking around. We're like, man, you know, what if we did a cover with with McGuire and Trailer? You know, two high school football coaches who have risen there and kind of represent uh, the the growing currency of Texas high school football coaches in the college ranks. What if we did that? So then four days later, imagine my surprise when on his um, on his uh, opening press conference, he's talking with Don Williams. I think it was in a media gaggle. I don't want to call it Don Williams. He was just a tweet I saw, uh, but. Um, uh, but I, I see a tweet that that Dave that he's uh, challenging Dave Campbell's Texas football to put uh, him and Coach Trailer on the cover, um, and so then we just start kind of saying, Joey, 
what the hell are you doing? Like quietly to ourselves <laughs> in the office. Uh, and so then a couple of days later, I think two days after that, uh, we were able to get an interview with him and, and we're doing it over zoom and he hops on, uh, and, and, and coach McGuire, uh, gets on, he's like, stud, how you doing brother? And, um, I'm working on my McGuire impression anyway, but he, um, and so he goes, yeah, yeah, coach, I'm, I'm doing well, but you know, I, I'll have to tell you, I was reading Twitter the other day and I read a tweet from Don Williams uh, saying that you challenged Dave Campbell's text football to you, put you and trailer on the cover. He goes, come on, brother. You know, it's a great idea. You know, it's a great idea to which I replied. Yeah, coach. And you gotta, I know it is. You gotta shut up about it. Cause like we, we, we gotta keep this low key. Like don't, you know, everyone's going to think that we put you on the cover because you asked for it. And then at this point I'm going to have the coach like, I don't know. I'm gonna have Clarence McKinney at Texas Southern saying like, I challenged Dave Campbell's Texas football to put, put Texas Southern on the cover. Uh, and, and certainly the Tigers of Texas Southern, this is not a slander towards them. They're on the come up. They won three games last year. Things are going well for coach McKinney. All I'm saying is it sets a bad precedent. And so I want to be very clear. Coach McGuire did challenge Dave Campbell's Texas football to put him and trailer on the cover. That was not the edit. Why we made the editorial decision <laughs> that we did. Uh, but, uh, but I guess he called his shot. There was the official disclaimer, everybody. It, it just so happened to work out. Tepper was already – mine was made up. Joey was just – We're already figuring he, it out. Hey, great minds think alike. You know, Joey McGuire, yeah. Greg Tepper. Greg Tepper. They're on the same obviously, level. You know what this says, honestly? What this says is I appreciate Coach McGuire, who's obviously a very big fan of what Dave Campbell's Texas football does, that he knows our editorial ethos. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, this would really make sense as a cover, show, a cover shot. I'm like, I agree, Coach. Now quit talking about it. Already working on those X's and O's. Well, I mean, something important about this cover, I think, is that it leans into uh, the controversy of high school coaches making a name for themselves in collegiate athletics, right? So Jeff Trailer, obviously coming off a very important season with UTSA, is an excellent example of maximizing talent and sustaining success, right? Uh, but we know that there are plenty of coaches that come up from high school that don't make it. And so as a result, you have media really hone in on failures and say, well, you know, high school coaches just can't make it at this level. They may be good but they can't make it at this level. But how do characters like Coach Trailer and Coach McGuire enter into that fray, into that space, and really you know, change the narrative? And, and why is that so important for high school coaches, especially across Texas? Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, look, you're right. The kind of the, 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 the streets are littered with high school football coaches who didn't make it. This is not the first – Coach McGuire and Coach Trailer are not the first guys to make this leap to the, to the college ranks. I mean, you, you look at – I mean, uh, you look at uh, – I think people forget what Todd Dodge did. Todd Dodge uh, was the head coach at South Lake Carroll, led them to a three-peat. You know, uh, Chase Daniels, head football co- head coach, and, you know, Riley Dodge is head coach, uh, and and eventually gets, goes, gets promoted directly from South Lake Carroll to North Texas. And, I mean – He's retired, and he's he just he just retired coming off of his own three-peat at Westlake. So I don't think he would mind me saying that it was a pretty colossal failure there at, at, at North Texas. It did not work, and so our uh, our writer uh, Mike Craven caught up with Coach uh, Coach Dodge for the feature in, in the magazine and asked him why didn't this work and why will McGuire and Trailer work? And it's it's a really fascinating kind of look into a guy who's been there who agrees. And, and basically, the, the long and short of it, he, he goes, it was too much too quickly. 
I didn't understand the college game. And so for tra- the way that Trailer and McGuire came up through the ranks, going and being a position coach, kind of, I hate to say being a grunt, but being kind of a guy on a coaching staff who can kind of sit back and uh, ride shotgun to understand how things work, eventually work your way through and then get a head coaching job. Um, but these guys, you know, I'll, I'll tell you that I think that that tr- uh, to talk to Trailer and to talk to McGuire, both of them understand the not only that, you know, their their careers are on the line by winning and losing, but also the the just a reflection of Texas high school football coaches and the THSEA, the Texas high school coaches association, you know, is kind of writing on them and they take that very seriously. It's, it is a, it is a, a, a charge to bear, you know, is, is, is a charge to keep for them to, to represent Texas high school football coaches. And they know that because these are their, I mean, yes, they're, you know, they're, they're, their colleagues, but these are their buddies. Like these are the Texas high school coaches association and the, the coaching fraternity. It really is a fraternity in that it's almost entirely due. Dudes. Um, and when they and and they all like each other and they all, you know, you know, they all give each other guff. And when they get together, there's usually beer like it's a, a really it's, it's a tight knit community that these guys understand that they're representing. And and so I think they know that. And I think that that's why they, they push so hard on the high school football connections, because they know that it is their it's their biggest asset. They're the authenticity uh, that they have with Texas high school coaches is pretty much unmatched and they are representative of what is becoming a new currency in college football. You see this a lot. You're seeing a lot of coaches who are getting plucked from the high school football ranks just because of their connections within Texas, because this is, of course, such fertile recruiting grounds. And I also think I'll also just say this. I think that there's a, I think high school football coaches, especially here in the state of Texas, they're really good ball coaches. Like they know the sport inside and out. And, and I think that there's this notion of, oh, you're just a high school football coach. And maybe that works in other places, but in Texas, you're going to get exposed. If you're just, if you're just a high school football coach, you're going to go two and two and 18 and the school board's going to run you out of town. Like that's, what's going to happen. These guys are excellent football coaches and they know how to build cultures as well. And I think that's the thing you hear a lot from both of these guys in Trailer and McGuire. They're building a culture. They understand how to build it from the bottom, uh, from the ground up uh, to make it sustainable because good teams come from, come from healthy programs. And I think that when you talk with those guys, what they want to do is they want to build, they don't want to have one, any, uh, not any coach. Uh, that's, 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 you know, uh, certainly taking it down a notch, but a, co- a coach can have a good team, but having a co- good program is different. Nick Saban has built a program in Alabama. That's why they put out good teams. That's what they're trying to build. I'm certainly not saying UTSA and Tech are going to rise to the level of Alabama, but they're trying to, they're making the soil rich and that will kind of grow good teams from them. So to me, I think that these guys understand who they are. They understand what they represent and they understand how they, I think they've got a plan. And I think you're seeing that plan a couple of years ahead from, uh, you know, Jeff Trailer, obviously leading UTSA to a first uh, d- uh, conference championship in the program's young history. Uh, and I think you're seeing that with, uh, with what Coach McGuire wants to do out there in Lubbock. So two things you mentioned, um, you mentioned recruiting and you mentioned the brotherhood of, of Texas high school football coaches and, and how Coach McGuire is really connected w- uh, with that culture. And um, something that, that we can obviously see that's paid off in that regard is recruiting for Texas Tech football. I mean, uh, you look at the numbers, Coach McGuire, is, he's breathing rare air and, 
historically, we really haven't had great recruiting classes. You go back to like 2016, and we've leaned pretty heavily on the transfer portal. And obviously, that's not something we're seeing from Coach McGuire necessarily. We've seen a little bit, but compared to his actual recruiting of high school players, um, what's different and why should Tech fans feel confident with McGuire's investment in the future? Yeah, and, and it's an excellent question. And and this is, I think what you're seeing here is something that is relatively sustainable in the sense that, um, you know, these guys, they're going to get, you know, they're going to have the, 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 the seal of approval from coaches. And, and look, that doesn't mean that they can, all this means is that they can walk into any coach, any place in the state and, and they can be welcomed with open arms and they can be set. They can say, Hey, you know what? This is guy we're going to watch. You know, we talked with um, John King, John King's the head coach or Mike Craven for our feature. Talk with John King. He's the head coach at Longview. Uh, actually the A&M quarterback, Haynes King. It's his, it's his, it's his dad. And he had a great quote where he said, look, you know, they've just got this street cred. They, they understand, you know, it says, you know, he'll, he'll tell his, his best players, look, you know, you got to make whatever decision you want and base it on whatever you want. But this guy right here who's sitting across from you, this guy that you're talking to right now, he ain't going to lie to you. Like what he's telling you is the truth. And that sort of thing, especially with the way that recruiting happens or should happen, in my humble opinion, in the state of Texas, uh, is is it, it, it goes to these guys who understand um, – they understand the game so well that they uh, that they're able to – Go in and get that kind of street cred, and and get the thing that that coaches, you know, co- they they talk about in THSEA straight line recruiting. They want it to go from college coach through the high school coach to the player. They don't want to go to these street agents, so to speak, and things like that. Well, if you're getting if the most important guy in a player's life is their head football coach, then you're getting a guy who is getting the seal of approval from every one of those guys. In the state of Texas, that's a huge advantage that, you know, that, that you don't got to worry about. Is this guy shooting me straight? Is this guy lying to me? And and so for McGuire and for Trailer, they have that kind of credibility. They have that kind of respect among the coaches that I think is serving them well. And I think what you're seeing there uh, from from uh, Texas Tech's recruiting is proof positive of that. I also think it's a pretty savvy maneuver by Texas Tech, if I may say so myself, in the sense that. They're getting a lot of publicity in this by by getting a lot by having the number one recruiting class in the nation right now, right? They're getting a lot. People are talking about them. People are talking about Texas Tech. It's like, hey, what's going on out there? It's kind of a it's kind of a snake eating its own tail type thing in the sense that you you get these guys to recruit or to, to commit early that rise you up the rankings, and then all of a sudden everybody wants to be a part of that party. Uh, I think that's pretty smart by 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 those guys uh, to kind of play to that advantage. And by the way, he's, as you know, he's not the only Texas high school coach on that staff. There's a lot of them. Kenny Perry is a, a guy who's really important to, to what he does out there for, for Tech. And so it's very interesting to see their recruiting already take off. And I don't think it's it should not be a shock to anybody who understands what he did at Baylor uh, how important he was to getting Baylor's recruiting where it was, um, especially, you know, you're talking about a guy in Matt Rule who was, um, I mean, let's be real. He's a Yankee. Like he's a, he's a sand, he's a, he's a carpetbagger. Mm. He's a guy who, who, you know, came down and yeah. he, he tried, he came in and David he, the first two hires he made were, were David Wetzel and um, David, David Wetzel and Joey McGuire to get that credibility. Sean Bell as well, who is also a Texas high school coach. Um, Bought, got those to have that kind of credibility because he knew I needed that. 
Well, and it worked. You know, he took them. To, he took Baylor from where they were in the in the you know in the darkness uh, to Big Twelve championships, and a lot of that has to do with those relationships that he was able to forge through his staff, through guys like David Wetzel, through guys like Sean Bell, and through guys most notably like Joey McGuire. Mm, I love that. A lot of talk about relationship, um, and a lot of talk about just. Uh, so here's here's a quote that you I, I wrote down that you said in, uh, in an interview. I think it was that what you see is what you get. And you kind of mentioned there that, you know, he's not fake. You know, he's been waiting for an opportunity to coach at Texas Tech. This is not a stop for McGuire. This is a destination. So um, I love that, first of all. I think that's a really good – that I put that on a coffee mug. Um, <laughs> relationship is obviously an incredibly, incredibly big theme here. And can we dig into that? I think there's so much weight that comes with relationship and college athletics. You talked about you know, you have these D1 athletes who are leaving home and their big connection point is the college staff. And oftentimes that is the head coach, right? Uh, Texas Tech fans, I think, have had a very special, albeit unfortunate run of coaches with different personalities. You know, Tommy Tuberville was a good recruiter, but a terrible players coach. Kingsbury, terrible recruiter, excellent player coach. Matt Wells was decent at both, but really didn't have the energy to make anything of it. But now we have Joey McGuire, who for now, you know, boasts, like we said, the number two ranking in 2023 for all intents and purposes is just collected a bunch of recruits and he's got people talking. Um, but he has not dialed down the energy for anybody or anything, right? He is just continuously, he is continuously period. Joey McGuire is continuously period. Greg, you've said that with coach McGuire, what you see is what you get, right? So, and that he's been waiting for this opportunity. I want to dig back into that quote. What do you, why do you think that that's so important for our football program for Texas Tech as a university for the city of Lubbock that is so desperately invested in this football program, albeit having good track and field programs, good basketball program, an excellent baseball program. And yet year after year after year, the litmus test for joy in a, in a, in a given uh, athletic academic calendar is football. What is this like? What does Joey McGuire's this being the destination? What does that mean for the future of Texas Tech? I, I don't want to speak for tech fans, but I, I will say I think they've just been waiting for somebody who wants to be there. Like, you know, and that's not to say anything bad about uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury, obviously, is his alma mater, but I think everybody looked around and obviously what he's doing now in the NFL. I think everybody said, all right, this is a guy who is a, a rising star in the college football ranks. Uh, maybe, you know, who knew that he was going, going to go to the NFL. And I think that even the most sober minded tech, tech fan would say, all right. I think that this is a guy who's probably going to eventually get another job somewhere, right? Or he's going to start looking, you know, elsewhere. Like, I don't think that's that's necessarily, you know, d- d- derisive to say. I think the same thing when you take a look at what um, at what Matt Wells represented there from coming from, you know, Utah State in a lot of ways, kind of the very – a very by the book hire by tech, like just very by the book. He is a, he was an excellent coach at the G five level. And so you give him a P five job. That's, that's what you do. Um, but it, you know, I think that in, when you go in that to that order and when you go there, you're always wondering, all right, well, if he succeeds here, is he going to start, you know, peaking other places? Is he going to start looking at, at, at other destinations and for Texas tech, you know, uh, for a program that has had some coaches, like some of the most beloved coaches there, um, you know, most notably, I would say Spike Dykes was a guy who was a lifer. He was a guy who he got to tech and he's like, I love this. I would like to be here, please. And, and you know, and, and, and they and they, you know, they love him out there in Lubbock in that same in that same way. 
I think for McGuire, I think that, you know, Joe McGuire's never lost a press, press conference. I think you guys know that by now. Undefeated. But I think the most important thing, the most important thing he did in that opening press conference was just not hide how excited he was to be the head coach at Texas Tech. Not to be a college football head coach, not to get a new job, not to get a paycheck, but to be the head coach of the Texas Tech Red Raiders. And he was like the, him doing the Raider power thing. I know that caught a lot of people by surprise. And all of us people who are covering high school football for days like, ah, yep, that's that tracks. That's on the bingo card. Um, he was always going to do that because that's just who he is. That's 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 what he's about. And and. And, and what I mean by this is a, a destination and not a stop for him is, first of all, I don't know that his his uh, whole ethos, I don't know if it'll play, same with trailer, by the way, I don't know if it'll play outside the, st- the, the borders of, te- of the state of Texas, plain and simple. I just, I just don't know. So let's just let's just assume that he's going to stay within the state of Texas. All right. What programs would he leave for? I think that you would probably look at Texas and A&M. Uh, is there any other program that is significantly better, would be a, represent a significant upgrade over tech? In my opinion, I would say no. I think that the re, you know a lot of the, the rest of the Big 12 programs, you know, especially you know, the newest uh, become Houston joining, et cetera, et cetera, are all about, on about the same level, right? So then basically you're saying, would Joey McGuire leave for Texas A&M or Texas if those jobs were to come open? And I'm just not sure he would. I just think that he looks around. He's I think I think by him being the head coach at Texas Tech, I think he made it. I think he's like, this is great. I get to be the head coach at Texas Tech and I can be and if I win here, I can be king. Like, I think that's what he thinks. And, you know, I don't want to speak for Coach McGuire, but I think that's that's kind of where his mindset is, because I think that this is such a huge opportunity. And I think he understands how how hard he worked to get here and how exci- like that excitement is not fake. Like, that's just how he if you just call him on the phone on a random Tuesday, that's just how he's going to answer the phone. And 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 he is in, in that, that infectious energy. He doesn't know how to turn off. And that is the kind of thing that, especially if they win, he wins, which you got to win. That's the name of the game. You got to win ball games. But if he does that, then I think that that can give this Texas Tech program, which I think for a while has been in need of just a jolt. It's been in need of just somebody to get him out of, you know, call it a ditch, call it a rut, whatever you want to call it. Somebody just jolt him out of it. I think he can do that for them. And just that kind of energy and just that kind of passion uh, and say, guys, we can just be proud of being Texas Tech and we can go out there and put on a hell of a, a football game. I think there's a lot of positives to that. And I think I don't think he's afraid to, 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 to say that, especially as a guy who is first and foremost a culture guy. That fits for him. If you're a if you're a X's and O's wonk, this may not work. But as a guy who prides himself on being a culture guy. I think that it just fits. And I think that Texas Tech, I don't know. I think I, I've been like, tw- Twitter's funny in a lot of ways. And, and and for Texas Tech fans, I think they're like, they're shocked. It's like, wait, this guy's excited to be here at Texas Tech? It's like, yeah, hell yeah, he is. He's excited to be out here in Lubbock and he thinks they're going to win. And you know what? I'm inclined to agree with him. And you mentioned just like, <clears throat> you said he could be a god here. I mean, you go back, you mentioned Spike Dykes um, to an extent, Mike mm-hmm. Leach. If you win at Texas Tech mm-hmm. as a head football coach, you are celebrated. Celebrated through the streets. Oh, yeah. If 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 Joey McGuire is a lifer, let's say he's here for ten years and he, he puts I don't know four or five, like eight nine win seasons t- together, like we might build a statue of him outside. So I I one hundred percent agree with you there. Um, I I love to go back to recruiting just because like we mentioned he uh, he Coach McGuire hasn't coached it down. But we've talked about the recruiting class he's putting together, and I just want to talk about the value Coach McGuire brings. And 
it seems like he's coaches are giving him their unhidden talents first. You look at guys like Calvin Simpson Hunt. You look at um, Jake Strong, his first quarterback. Uh, Tyrone West. Um, guys who really weren't on the map until they got an offer from Texas Tech. And then a few weeks later, their recruitment has exploded. What's the value of, th- of just that dynamic of his relationship? And do you see guys wanting to stick around because we got to them first? Yes, I do. I, I think that I'll take the last part first. And I think that there's I think there's a lot of value, especially in an offer uh, in, in your first offer and being the, the first team to believe in me, so to speak. And I think that that has kind of played itself out traditionally over the course of kind of recruiting history, uh, especially the guys. You know, look, let's let's be let's be real. If if Alabama and Georgia and Texas Tech want a guy. I hate to tell you, Texas Tech fans, but like it's going to be tough. It's going to be uphill, uphill sliding, right? But at the same time, the guys that 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 Joey McGuire is going at after, and what what gives him an advantage with having so many high school guys on his staff and understanding the high school landscape is that he can get to these guys first. He can get to that guy who right now maybe he's like a a high two star, but in reality he just doesn't have enough film out there, and he's actually like a low four star. He can get to those guys first and say, all right. I believe in you. I want you to come to my camp. And when you're at my camp, I want to take a picture with you and I want you to tweet about my offer. And <laughs> it's going to happen. You know, that's the kind of thing that he's he's working with there. And to be first, it's it's harder and harder in today's recruiting landscape to be first to a guy. But for, for McGuire, they are set up in a way that they can do that. You know, uh, for a long time, uh, Gary Patterson and his TCU staff, they were the kings of this. They were the kings of finding some guy at Texarkana Liberty Ilo that nobody had ever heard of and saying, hey, by the way, we're going to turn you into an all Big 12 defender or, you know, an all at that point, maybe all Mountain West defender or something like that. Like we're going to do we're going to get to you first. And it's harder and harder to do. It's a harder trick to pull. But you've got to have the right guys on your staff and the right kind of um, the right kind of talent uh, identification, and they can do that. And so I think that that gives them a, a significant advantage in the recruiting world. You know, one other thing that you mentioned, I think it's worth worth bringing up, and I, I, I'm sure you guys have mentioned it before. Joey McGuire is functionally a scheme agnostic coach. He is a guy who. If you ask him what kind of offense do you run, he'd say whatever works, whatever we got. Because go back and look at his three state championships there at, at, at Cedar Hill, wildly different teams, wildly. In 2006, that's when he had William Cole, who was like a superstar running quarterback, one of the best players in Texas high school football history. And they were just saying, you go be Superman. You know, you go do that and we're going to do the rest. Uh, in 2013, 2014, they had or they had Demarcus Lodge, big time wide receiver. They were throwing the ball all over the field uh, and they were playing kind of ball hawking defense. Um, the, this is a guy who is going to fit the scheme to the players and not the other way around. And so when you mention a guy like Jake Strong, it really catches my eye because you're like, all right, well, what does that say about what? Uh, you know, Zach Kitley wants to do with the offense. You know, when they every time they recruit a guy on the defensive side, it's like, all right, what does this say about what they want to do on the defensive side? Because we really don't know. You know, like we kind of knew exactly what the offense is going to look like when Matt Wells rolled in. Like we kind of had an idea. It's like gonna run kind of a, a power spread type thing. It's gonna look like that. For 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 Joey McGuire, they're probably not gonna have to run out there with the slot T. But if that's what the scheme, if that's what their personnel calls for, then maybe they'll line it up and they'll run a little bit of, you know, uh, veer. Like, who knows? Like, that's that's what's going to be very interesting. I'm so interested about like literally week one and just 
I want to see what formation they come out in. They might come back in like a single wing. Like it, it would not surprise me if that's just the guys they've got. Um, and that's why that's why I think uh, Zach Kitley's hire was so interesting because it kind of speaks to all right. They feel like they want to air it out. They want to spread it out. They feel like that's where their personnel lies uh, right now. And make no mistake, they hired Kitley after looking at the roster, not before. Like I, I have no doubt about it that they that that was a hire that they made contingent upon what they had on the roster. And I think it's I think it's going to be going to be very interesting to see, if, especially depending on who they uh, go with at quarterback. Well, you talk about I mean, we we're talking about this uh, forward thinking. What's going to happen? What's going to be? Well, the new Big 12 really gets going. I mean, we have this year to kind of live out the old Big 12. Right. But then we have the new Big 12 coming ahead of us. 2023. Yeah. Houston, Cincinnati, UCF, BYU, all slated to join next season. And we're looking at a a gargantuan powerhouse of 14 team big 12 for for one really crazy season right and there's a large amount of land that makes up this conferences and what we'll just kind of stay in this theme the the recruiting home bases for all these different teams people where where coaches like to pull from where they like to look at you know where where all where they're going to stay you know our territory your territory but none more famous and we talked about this none more tumultuous than the state of texas um with ut departing alongside oklahoma that really leaves you know in the big 12 Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor as the old guard, and Houston joining as the new blood and, and as it pertains to Big 12 recruiting. So uh, Baylor, you've got Dave Aranda. He's a proven winner that develops talent to the NFL, obviously. Uh, Red Raider alum. How could you not be? Uh, TCU, Sonny Dykes, well-known and respected in DFW. Um, lineage of Texas Tech, his father coached here, obviously. Uh, how, could you, how could you say? Houston, Dana Holgerson is in Houston, seemingly in a good rhythm. Okay, Dana Holgerson. Texas Tech alum, how could it not be? Um, and then, of course, we get down to Texas Tech. All the way out here in Lubbock, Texas, we have Joey McGuire, period. Um, the, the cultural consensus is that nobody wants to play in Lubbock. Greg, how important are these next two seasons for Coach McGuire? And really, why should Texas Tech fans feel confident after such a long drought of success in the Big 12 where we have not placed better than fifth since 2009. So I'm glad you I'm glad you looped in the two the, the first two seasons because I think that's important. I, I think that when you take a look at at this particular year, um, if if, if he can if, if Joey McGuire can get them to a bowl, like that would be that was spectacular. I think that you just you 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 hang the banner and you move on to 2023. You know this isn't this isn't a year zero, but I would say that this is a year 0.5 for him. Mm-hmm. You know he's 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 kind of putting things together and, and figuring out exactly what this this uh, program is going to look like, especially. Especially with a, a schedule that features Houston and features, you know, going to NC State, who might be the best team in the ACC next year. Let's see, you know, um, and, you know, a, and a tough schedule where you're going to have to go, you know, on the road to Oklahoma State, which has historically not been super kind to Texas or to Tech, mm. et cetera. Um, those types of things. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an interesting it's an interesting uh, way to, to look at it. I'll just say this. Um I think that what you're seeing from guys is, and what you're seeing from the program is something you haven't seen in a while, which is really just a whole roster ready to buy in, a whole roster that wants to be there, a whole roster that's excited to play, or a whole roster that wants to go out there and 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 prove a lot of team, prove that they're they're ready to contend in this new Big Twelve. Um, they're proved to prove to teams like Iowa State, right? Prove to teams like Kansas State, the teams that are going to stick around, TCU and Houston, especially in, in game two, and say, listen. 
Like this is our conference. We're going to be, we want to be up near in the upper echelon of this new big 12. uh, And things are different. I think this is a team that's going to play with a chip on their shoulder. I think that you're going to have a pro, I think you're going to have a a team that's going to play. um, I think they're going to play, you know, with a lot of effort, because if I know Joey McGuire, if you don't play with a lot of effort, you're going to be, you're, he's going to pack your bags for you. Um, and they're going to get after it. Uh, I also think I keep going back to um, the office coordinator hire and Zach Kidley. I really do think that that is going to be very interesting, especially depending on who they go with at the quarterback spot. Um, I know that, you know, Donovan Smith, I thought, thought looked okay at, at times last year. Um, I I'll just say maybe I'm just a Texas high school football homer. Make your claim. I love, I love Baron Morton. I love Baron uh, Morton. I love him at Eastland. I love I love I love what he brings to the table. And I, you know, if he's the guy, you know, they're going to make the, the decision that's best for them. Uh, but this is an, a team that I think, you know, they've got some potential breakout players on on the outside. I think Miles Price has an opportunity to be a, a household name by the time this whole thing's said and done. I think they're going to be able to run the ball pretty well. And this is a team that I think has an opportunity to, to really make some noise um, and to surprise some people. Um, if they were able to, especially if they were able to make a bowl this year and if, the, or, or at least get close and especially next year, if they were able to make a bowl, um, and continue this kind of recruiting momentum that they've got, um, there's a lot of reason for optimism. There's a lot of reason to think that they can, that they can start moving things in the right direction there, uh, in, in Lubbock or sooner as opposed to later, if, if, if they go there. So I think there's reason for optimism and I'll, I'll just say this, um, I think that I think that you know, with all due respect, I want to make sure we're putting some respect on Murray State name, Murray State's name. Okay, the racers deserve the the respect. They're going to have something special for Houston. They're going to have a game plan. They're he's he's obviously game planning for Murray State. I'm not suggesting that, but they're going to have something for for Houston because they understand what a big game that is. Because it's bigger than just being two and zero, assuming they beat Murray State. It's bigger than that. It represents what the Big 12 is going to look like going forward. And I think in a lot of ways, it represents who's going to dominate, who's going to be the program that gets the first callback from recruits mm. in a lot of ways. And that is wow. a huge, I, I think what you're saying, what you're going to see on September 10th, have they announced a game time for that? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, if I'm, if I'm McGuire, I am begging and pleading for like a six o'clock kick. I want a night game in Lubbock. I want a rowdy Jones Stadium. I want that to be, you know, Houston. Like you're walking into the Lions Den here. Like oh, I think I, I think they want that. I'm sorry, Greg. It's 3 p.m. Oh. <laughs> I'm well, so man, sorry. It was a great storyline, man. That's still plenty great. of time been, for Texas Tech great. fans to hit the bars, get excited, and bring we'll that up. energy day one. So. Do they like uh, 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 my my brother is a tech alum, and so you'll have to forgive me if this is a um, if this is a, a dated reference. But is the strip still a thing? I remember those a thing that you had to drive out to the edge of town uh, to buy your uh, to buy your your alcoholic beverages. Uh, I, I, tech Tech is now a or Lubbock is now a wet uh, a wet city. Very much so. That is now <laughs> yeah, very wet city. Yep, we are now flooded. We went from uh, night to day real flooded. fast. I gotta, I gotta be honest. That feels like a bit of a shame. That that felt it, like that felt very lose, cool. It's like you got a caravan a really out cool there. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's you a lose shame. that chapter. Oh, anyway. but we move, we move forward. We move forward. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's just let's wrap it up here. Um, uh, I think there's there's you, you bring up a lot of good points, right? We have a lot of there's a really lot of, there's a lot of important things. So typically, Greg, I give the three year my my 
my quota for coaches is three years. First year, you're coming in, getting a feel for the culture and everything. Okay. Second year, you've got your guys coming in um, that you've recruited. And the third year, in my opinion, is the year that you've got to make it happen or not uh, to really earn confidence of an athletic department or to start shirking confidence. Uh, Texas Tech has kind of fudged with my rubric a lot over the past couple of uh, past couple of coaches in different sports. So I'm kind of giving up on that, but I do really like the two seasons. I love how you laid it out. Um, man, just thank you so much for coming on with us. I, I know guys like you always have something on your plate. So we're super grateful for you carving out a little bit of time for us. But your time is not enough, Greg. Your time is not enough. You're all, you are a guest on the Tortillas and Takes, which means it's time for some takes. Um, we, we are going to do a lightning quick question round uh, where the only rule is that you cannot defend your answer. We do not allow it. Your decisions will be ever, forever digitized, eternalized, and a point of mockery for decades to come should you say the wrong thing. Uh, you have you tenure guys, at Dave Campbell, so you're fine. Yeah, and I'll Twitter also just still... tell you that I gave up the concept of shame a long time ago. So, like, oh, we good. are, man, we can rock. You, you were made for this podcast. The internet. You this were made for born in the, dark the internet, my buddy. <laughs> I love that. Okay, here we go. Better basketball player, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? LeBron James. Who is, or where is the worst college town in Texas? Oh, you're a jerk. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, uh, Beaumont. Lamar's in Beaumont. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you we should have specified should Big Tom 12. Brady, we, should have specified, we should have specified Big 12. We did not. That's fair. He, he, breath of relief, Greg. Should Tom Brady have come out of retirement? Yeah, if he wants to. I mean, I like money. Period. Nope, you're done. Uh, better coach to get lunch with, Joey McGuire or Jeff Trailer? Oh, I'm going to lose friends here, but I'm going to say Trailer. Okay, better coach to call if you are in jail, Joey McGuire yeah. or Jeff Trailer? Oh, uh, McGuire. Oh, hell yeah. And finally, better tortilla, corn or flour? Oh, corn, but it's close. There we go. Period. All right, you <laughs> you survived. Uh, we obviously won't tell you your score, but you if you did poorly enough, you'll get some slander on the internet. That's fine, uh, which is a win in our books. We love that here on Tortillas and Takes. Greg, thanks again so much for coming on. Uh, tell the people where they can find you and tell them why it is important to subscribe to Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Yeah, you can find my work on uh, texasfootball.com. Uh, I also talk on television on Bally Sports Southwest. I'm supposed to tell you to, to watch Bally Sports Southwest. Um, and then, yeah, well, you can follow me on Twitter at Tepper. It's like Pepper with a T. And then DCTF is the tw- is the Dave Campbell Twitter handle. Um, we got a bunch of social network stuff there. And you should subscribe to Dave Campbell's Texas Football because we're the only program that has a – we're the only publication that has the courage to cover all 47 college football teams in the state of Texas from the Texas Tech Red Raiders to the Southwestern Assemblies of God Lions um, and all 1,400-plus high, high school football teams, whether you're talking about the largest school in the state, which is Allen, with an enrollment of more than 7,100, or you're talking about the smallest school in the state, which is Dell City, which has an enrollment of 13. We will cover them all. TexasFootball.com. Well, there you go. Support small publications, everybody. <laughs> That's right, people. Uh, so for Greg, for Dylan, this has been Jeremy. You are listening to Tortillas and Takes. Stay wrecked, people.